0: Welcome to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where I bring on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives to share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres on Instagram, Ask Adam Torres. Follow me there for all of my book releases, the book tour, book signings, all of that good stuff. I'd love to connect with you there. Um, and as always, if you'd like to apply to be a co-author in one of my upcoming books, just head on over to my website, MoneyMattersToptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. I'm really excited to have Morgan Slade on the line today. He's the CEO of CloudQuant, and he's also the CIO of CloudQuant Capital Management. Uh, Morgan, welcome to the show. Adam, thanks for for having me. Excited to be here. All right. So I know you're doing a. Whole lot in this space and I'm really excited to get into some of your um, some of the projects you're working on and how you're making um, investments more accessible for um, for the population but before we get into all of that um, let's just get let's just go back in time for a bit so how did you get started as an entrepreneur like what kind of stoked that fire
1: well you know I grew up in a small town uh, working on a family farm and uh, then I went off to college and I studied engineering and kind of got away from you know doing anything really um, hands-on or entrepreneurial. Went into the corporate world. Um, I studied engineering at MIT, and then I went down to New York and I, I uh, started working as a trader and a researcher for a hedge fund. Um, and this fund that I worked for was you know they're quite lo- uh, large and quite storied. They've been around for a long time, had been very successful. And um, I spent probably uh, almost a decade in New York working for various firms like Merrill Lynch and, and various hedge funds. Um, I then moved down to Texas and did the same thing for a while uh, before, you know, finding myself kind of in my mid-30s, uh, I guess, and realizing, um, you know, I still really didn't feel like I was a business owner, didn't feel like uh, I had all that much control over my destiny. And so I made an investment in a, um, a mobile pet grooming business. Um, and I, you know, really tried to, invest in something that was essentially a recession-proof uh, but allowed me to, you know, use the skills I learned as an engineer and on Wall Street to, uh, to generate some income. And uh, so I started out doing that, you um, know, that business up and sold it um, and moved uh, up to Chicago from, for my main career. Um, and then I, um, I've worked here for about a decade before getting back in, um, you know, with both feet into um, something entrepreneurial at CloudQuant. So this is kind of my second major project um, on the uh, entrepreneurial side, and I'm really enjoying myself.
0: Wow, that's a, I mean that's a, that's quite a bit, and I'm sure. And I love when I ask that question because I always get this, you know, obviously the good timeline version of it. But man, the ups and downs that I'm sure went through all you went through um, starting that first business. If you could, if um, if the today Morgan could talk to the Morgan that was just starting out, I mean, what would you tell them?
1: Well, you've got to appreciate that uh, you know, particularly in the business that I invested in, it was um, it was one where in order to scale it, you needed to train and manage a large number of employees that were quite different than yourself um, from all different walks of life. you know they're all in different situations. Um, the compensation level that that we could afford to pay for that kind of business um, meant that you you really had to um, understand, you know, your teams and and how to train them and how to get them to be the best they could be. And so the biggest challenge with that business was getting consistency of service and making sure that we didn't have high turnover and and that the people that we were putting our our time and money into investing um, and training them, were going to be around for the long term. Uh, And then the second part of the business challenge was, um, you know, kind of rebooking and keeping your customer base happy and making sure that you have that recurring revenue. And um, there weren't a lot of solutions out of the box that we had handed to us, so we had to kind of figure that out. Um, I used a lot of technology tools and things like that to try and measure things and figure out where we were falling down. And uh, we built databases and things that uh, allowed us to measure things so that we kind of understood what was working and what wasn't working. And um, a lot of it is just sticking with it and, uh, and working late hours and, and putting your time in and learning the business. So.
0: No, that's great. And, and the reason I ask that is because, you know, there's a lot of people listening to this pod that would um, that are possibly in the same situation. You know, they're pretty tenured in their careers. They've done pretty well. And they're thinking, you know, should I be an entrepreneur? You know, there's there's ups and downs. So I like to kind of highlight both of those and give some ideas about um, what that looks like. Um, let's transition a little bit. though. I want to talk because you got you got a lot going on right now. Um, so maybe um, let's start with, um, let's start with a CloudQuant. Let's start with that, um, what you're doing there and, you know, how you're helping your investors.
1: Well, at CloudQuant, we're democratizing quantitative investing for institutional investors. Um, I, you know, I went, I was fortunate. I went to a, a great school and was able to get recruited and and uh, and moved to, to Wall Street and work as a quantitative investor uh, for the last 25 years. However, it's really uh, pretty rare to be able to do that. Uh, There are so many smart and talented people in the world, and very few of them actually get an opportunity to do something like that. Um, At CloudQuant, we're changing that. We're leveling the playing field and making it so that anybody with an internet connection um, can log in with their browser and start doing uh, research that contributes to our our hedge fund. And what we do is we, on a success basis, if they generate income for the investors, we pay them a a sliver of that income in the form of a royalty, so that it can essentially start out as maybe um, a side job, but could ultimately grow into a full-time career if you're very good at it. Uh, but we don't have any barriers to entry, so we really want to make it so that anybody who has a computer can help be part of our team.
0: Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, and I, I mean, I could think about, um, you think of that versus let, let, let's uh, let's get an idea. So what was it like? I know you said it wasn't easy, but just to give us a little bit more meat on that one, what was it like when you first started You know, started out trying to you, – you were recruited, but I'm sure all the people in your circle weren't. How, how did that atmosphere look?
1: Are, are you referring to going to Wall Street? As a trader. Yeah, yeah, as a trader. Mm-hmm. As a trader, I mean, uh, when I started 25 years ago, um, the concept of um, using artificial intelligence and quantitative methodologies to, to invest was still very much an outsider's viewpoint. Um, I can tell you that today that's not the case. Almost every major hedge fund uses quantitative methods. They use artificial intelligence, um, or they, at least they'd like to. And, mm-hmm. um, and so I went from being kind of an outsider to having a skill set that was hard to acquire. Um, at least it was 25 years ago, it's a lot easier now. Um, and not necessarily very well understood by many people, but you have to think differently And I remember going, you know, for cocktails or something with some college buddies of mine. And even though we had all gone to MIT, some of them were not as, you know, as technical in terms of what they studied and what they did afterwards um, as what I was doing. And I remember one of them, you know, telling me, you know, asking me what I did. I described it and he said, is that really like a real thing that you guys are doing? Is (laughs) Is that real? And, you know, at the time, to be honest with you, I I said yes, but I wasn't really sure. And, you know, it felt like it was. It felt like we were, you know, being successful. But, uh, you know, trading is very difficult. Uh, Investing is very difficult. And you don't always know. So uh, you just have to uh, believe in yourself
0: and keep working hard. So. Yeah, I had to, I had to get some more out of you on that because it's rare to meet somebody that's been in that field for twenty five years. Like it's just it's really rare. Um, there weren't that many of you around that long ago, especially that are still um in you know in that direction. Um, well, let's talk about um, CloudQuant Capital Management. Um, let's transition again because I know you also serve as a CIO for them. That's
1: right. So as Chief Investment Officer at CloudQuant Capital Management, um, I'm really just kind of a super portfolio manager for. Our quantitative investors. Uh, We have a team that specializes in machine learning and artificial intelligence investing. We use alternative data sets. We use very sophisticated tools to identify um, and make predictions about the stock market. Um, We um, are really doing the same thing that people have always done, trying to pick stocks. Um, but We're using uh, a new stack of tools um, uh, and Python and other tools like that uh, to build very sophisticated models that have so many different inputs that a person couldn't come up with a model on their own. Um, and so the way we interact with the crowd researchers is we, we actually do something called micro-tasking, which is we break our investment process process up into small pieces, and some of these pieces are just about the right size of task for a crowd researcher to do for us. Um, but we don't have time to do it. And so we farm that work out to data scientists or engineers or traders who have an interest in investing and want to earn some extra money. We farm those, those ideas or those tasks out. Um, and then we, when we get the work back from them, we incorporate it into our process. And to be more, more concrete about how that works, um, we're actually looking for trading signals. We're providing really unique data sets that almost nobody in the world has. They're called alternative data sets, and they're sometimes very expensive. You'd normally only have access to them if you work for a hedge fund. But we um, have technology that allows you to uh, do research with those data sets and submit your trading signals to us, which we put in a big database. And then we just do data mining on that database with our machine learning algorithms, and we'll we'll pick out something that a crowd researcher did and find some value in it, and then we'll pay them their fair share of, of the profits. And so that's kind of our business model. and um, it's, uh, you know, from our perspective, it's very innovative, and we think that it's going to get away from the Wall Street groupthink, you know, that we have right now, where, you know, I've worked in six different hedge funds. I can tell you, I've worked at Citadel and Carlson Capital and Melbourne Richfield and a few other places. I can tell you how those places operate, more or less, and I can tell you what they know and what they don't know. And I can essentially, you know, create something that operates much in the same way that a lot of these other firms operate however that's not very innovative because there's other people doing that already so what we really want is the creativity from the crowd researchers we want the kind of entrepreneurial spirit from people who aren't
0: from wall street wow that's that's super interesting and you weren't joking you weren't uh joking when you said you're democratizing the whole thing because um I mean, between that and the whole – just the idea of how you're essentially crowdsourcing this um, information, it's pretty groundbreaking in my opinion. Um, So if if somebody wants to get in touch with you or with your companies, um, what's the best route for them to do it, Morgan?
1: Well, they can uh, find our website at cloudquant.com. They can follow us on Twitter at CloudQuant. Um, You can follow me at uh, jmorganslade on Twitter. And um, you can also find us on LinkedIn at CloudQuant.
0: All right. Well, hey, Morgan, I really appreciate your time today and uh, educating us on what you do and also sharing your stories and just getting started as an entrepreneur. So appreciate that. I'm sure that'll be helpful to the audience Um, and to everyone listening. Thank you for tuning in, as always. Um, don't forget to follow me over on Instagram, Ask Adam Torres. And also, um, coming up to this next um, Business Leaders book, is coming out real soon. I'm happy to announce that. Sending it off to the, uh, to the graphic designer today. So that'll be out in the next couple of weeks. Um, as always, thank you for listening. And, uh, Morgan, thanks again. Have a wonderful day.